Hi everyone. What the fuck was that? What was that? <laughs> that was alone in the chaos with our intro music. Oh my god, I'm blowing us. We have a <laughs> night. Now I'd like to introduce my beautiful co-host Jay Totaru. Mm. And, <laughs> 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 and Blake Corey. Uh, hi. I don't know what's happening with this show anymore. There you go. How are you guys doing? It's Friday. I'm doing good. I'm very tired. Are you? Friday. Woo! Yeah, Friday! Woo! Woo! He sounds like a deflated version of me. <laughs> he sounds like you in probably 15 Woo. minutes. <laughs> no, I'll be good. Um, don't you worry about that. How's everything going? Anything new? Anything new and awesome? Um, no. I I played video games. There you go. I did too. Yeah. Like I did your <clears throat> Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jay, what can you tell us? What game Blake has been playing? He's been playing the best Final Fantasy since PB and J, I think. Final <laughs> Fantasy Ten. Shit. Final Fantasy PB and J. <clears throat> I loved that one. Ooh, that sounds really good actually. <clears throat> Let's uh, talk anyway. about news. Then All right, let's talk let's about Final it. Fantasy. Right. Even though I'm the one who brought it up anyways. Yes, sir, um, I got two things. The first one is kind of sad. The guy who uh, created Load Runner died. Douglas E. Smith. I don't know what Load Runner is, actually. You are... What is he, Blake? Help me out here. Um, It's a video game? No. <laughs> Jay, <laughs> Thanks Jay for what he is. Oh, oh, uh, he, 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 I, uh, um, I know the name. There you go. Uh, he was only 54, also. Oh, wow. That is pretty young. Pretty young, yeah. Yeah, so, condolences to all, to to all his family, even though there's no chance in hell any of, anybody who knows him is listening to this podcast. Final Fantasy IV came out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For PC. Yeah, the Steam release came out. Yeah, um, it's actually the... Uh, DS version. The two, yeah, the 2007 3D version. I wish they would just come out with the fucking original games for once. Or at least have an option for it. Or, yeah. Instead of doing this upgrade, updated bullshit, oh my yeah. god, I'm so sick of tired of seeing that. Because I'm like, what, Final Fantasy 4? And then I'm like, I look at it, and I'm like, okay. That looks like shit, yay. There it goes. Yeah. There goes my interest. And that's all I've got for news. Okay. Um, yeah, there, I don't know anything else recently that's been going on. Yeah, I don't think I know much. <laughs> yeah, I don't know anything either. Trailer for Final Fantasy Well, yeah, but that's not retro. I know, but it's still cool as shit, though. 15, it, it, did, it came out? I actually yep, didn't know that. They, they had it at the Tokyo Game Show. It was sick, and I'm so happy. Wait, is, it, it, is it out in the U.S.? Trailer. Um, trailer. 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 Oh, trailer came out. Trailer. You had to say it like five times. Artichoke. 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 I was telling Jay earlier, the first, the, I've only seen like the first trailer that they showed for that like months ago, but it looks pretty awesome. They did an updated one and it looks really good. They focused the trailer on story as opposed to flashy animations and bullshit graphics and it looks good. 
Blake, do you agree, okay. disagree, or hate me? Um, I mean, we'll see, basically. I mean, just... I, I don't like... I don't like the idea of the gameplay being what it is because it doesn't feel like a Final Fantasy game, which it wasn't originally. It was supposed to be a one of the sequels to Final Fantasy XIII, and it plays more like an action game, like Devil May Cry or something. Which Do you I think like they're actually going to go back to turn-based anymore? Like, I don't think they are. Like, actual I don't know. I don't think I, they ever I, went. Like, well, the last one was, what, 10? Um, 13. Or 11 was new. Oh, 13, 13 was, was ATB. Yeah. Which I still count as like that old school okay. JRPG play style, but it wasn't turn based like ten. Yeah, I like the the real turn based. Yeah, style. I like them both. Do you? Yeah, I think they have their benefits. I, one. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. You know, I like it. I like to switch it up. Uh, but I, overall, I like like true turn based the most. I think it's a dying. It's unfortunate, but it's a dying breed, which is yeah, it is. Yeah. There's very few of them lately. Uh, but anyways, enough about this new shit. Let's talk about the classics. Classics, just like whatever game Jay played this week. <laughs> That's nice. I bet it was Hearthstone. I bet. <laughs> <laughs> Jay, you there? I'm just you not going to chime in. No. You want to okay. keep going? No, I want you to go. You're going to hurt my feelings here. <laughs> I'm really upset in Harvard. You're just being What did you play? What did you play this what week? What did I play this week? Did I play a game? I don't know. I was on travel the entire week, so I don't know if I played anything. We're going to get more hate mail. See, whose fault is it, though, Robert? That's the real question here. I think it's obvious. I think it's fucking teamwork. That's what I think. No, I'm just kidding. I played um, Super Mario. Holy Marvel. shit. <laughs> Actually, so... Let me start by saying Maybe work I, for this one. I actually like Super Mario Brothers. I played Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers two for uh, okay. regular Nintendo. I actually like Super Mario Brothers two more than I actually like the third one, which is kind of a rare thing. I think. Damn. There's certain aspects I like about it. I, I I think three is a great game. I think it's the most well-rounded. But there's certain aspects about Final Fantasy, or Final Fantasy well, um, about Super Mario Brothers two that I really really enjoy. Um, one of the things I noticed this time, which I want you guys to go Google images is how fucking stoned they were when they made this game. Like, there are so... I was playing it, and I'm like, oh my god, there's no way somebody was sober and came up with some of these concepts. There's a part where there are, like, you were just going through... Do- like, okay, I don't know if you remember this, but you randomly will pick up things off the ground, and a lot, and some of them are a potion that you hold over your head. And when you drop the potion, yeah. a door appears, right? Yeah, yeah. There's this one part where you open the door, and there's these whales. And they're just sitting in the water... And the water looks super trippy, and they're just shooting spouts, like, repeatedly up and down. And the whole scene, like, I was, like, blown away just, like, looking at it for, like, several, several minutes. Do you guys... I kind of remember that. Yeah, Yeah, I remember that. There's there's just a lot of scenes where I was just like, oh, my God, like... um, But what what I like about... like how you would go to pull a plant out of the ground, and it would be a rocket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the rocket! Yeah, yeah. My God, that I was like, I was like pulling plants, and I'm like radish, radish, door, like door, like what? And then I was like rocket, and then you just you don't even get the rocket, like you you pick it up and you just pour it into this fucking six year old drawing of a rocket, and it just takes up off screen, and then you just. <laughs> and you know, you, I think that game is what influenced my ability to draw rocket ships when I was a kid. <laughs> like I, I was, I, was I like, can do this. I was just like going, like, how stoned were they when they made this game? Like, it is so fucking trippy. And, like, and, and then the ball, okay, 
How about the boss battles at the end of every, every level? It's like those semi-Yoshi, like, S- Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the fuck who shoots eggs at you? The eggs? Yeah, it's like, what? Like, and then you have to jump on the eggs. Yeah. them up and throw them at them. And they continue to move with you on them. Like, off screen. Yeah, it's oh. hilarious, because you jump on top of them, and then you pick them up while you're standing on top of them. Yep, and then you just land safely on the ground. Like, there were just so many aspects. Like, I really enjoyed the game, like, outside of the whole stoner aspect of it, obviously. But um, it, uh, I think it was really well done. So, for those people who haven't played it, it's kind of older, um, you can pick between Mario, Luigi, Toad, and Princess Peach. Personally, I think Peach is the best. I, I'm guessing that's kind yeah. of general consensus. Each one of them has, like, a semi-special sort of jump ability. Uh, mainly Peaches has the best one because when you hold the jump ability, you float for, like, a second. And, and Luigi's was pretty good, too. It was the one where you, like, wiggle your feet, like, and you run, like, Yeah, the, he yeah. has the highest jump. Oh, does he? I didn't know that, actually. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and then the other thing was, I was playing the game, because they don't really give you, like, any instructions, obviously, because it's an older game. And I was, like, stuck trying... I was, like, I can't reach this door. And I'm, like, okay, so I, like, go all the way back to the level, and I'm picking up these objects, and I'm bringing them back, and I'm going through... I'm, like, man, this is so complicated. And then I was, like, wait, I remember you can super jump in this game. You have to hold down the down button for, like... Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then and, and and start, start growing, which is another, like, what-the-fuck trippy thing. And then yeah. you can jump super high. What? <laughs> I remember that. Um, duck, duck until you start glowing, and then jump. Yeah, I was just like, I was playing this game, and I'm like, I remember why. Because this was the one of the first games that I ever beat as a child. And the, the trippiest thing about the entire thing is once you actually beat it, the entire thing, Mario, I believe it's Mario, was dreaming. The entire... Oh, really? Yeah, he's just like, he likes spoilers, by the way. He's like laying in his bed, and he's like a, a, a dream bubble or something like yeah. that. Yeah, well, it, the thing so... is, you know the actual history of the game, right? No, not at all. Really? It was oh. not originally a Mario game at all. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, had, I did hear about that before. Okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, it was originally Doki Doki Panic, and it was about <laughs> yeah, yeah. a family. Uh, like, uh, each of the characters was a member of the family. It was mother, father, uh, son, and daughter, I think. And they didn't port over the original real Mario <laughs> 2, because Mario The Lost Levels was the original Mario 2, I think. And they thought that it wouldn't sell to a Western audience because it was too hard. So instead, they took Doki Doki Panic, and they threw a Mario skin on it and brought that over to the States like that. I feel like there were certain aspects of that game that were pretty damn challenging, too. That's really scary. That was... I When I was yeah. younger, that was always the hardest one for me. I think one was harder than the second one, to be personally. The, 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 yeah, I think so. Uh, the, the interesting thing, like, because the thing about three and... Well, actually, all of them had the warps, so I don't know. Because the warps made it a lot easier, because the, the warps in two were like... You know, like, I think it's like the fifth level, you jump. You go from, like, two to five, then five to eight or something. And, like, the second level in that world, you can jump again. Like, it's substantial. It's pretty crazy. If you can find them. Yeah, which one of them, like, I was, like, trying to find the mushroom for so long, and then I accidentally found the warp um, in the process, which is pretty cool. But, uh, yeah, the music's great. Um, The character selection, I primarily played Peach and Luigi. Um, the difficulty of the game, like we were talking about, a little bit, little bit frustrating at times. There's certain aspects of it that are annoying. And the bosses, their, their like script is kind of buggy. Like sometimes they'll like shoot an egg, then shoot a fireball, and then other times they'll shoot like six fireballs and then like continue. Oh to, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I'm trying to think what else. 
I remember, I, I vaguely remember some uh, desert stage you where you have to, like, one? dig. I'm, I'm talking about the one where, isn't there one where you have to dig down through yeah. the sand? Yeah, and you, like, as you dig, the mobs, like, because, like, there's, like, levels, right? It's kind of like Dig Dug, uh-huh. in a way. Uh, pretty much, yeah. like, the mobs, like, walk back and forth, and as you dig, they fall down the hole, so you have to, like, dig, 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 and then move, and then dig, 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 because otherwise they get on top of you and just destroy you, essentially. Yeah, that part was okay. actually really easy for me, because, like, I did it so much as a kid that I was like, oh, I know what to do here. Like, it wasn't... The only problem is when you're, like, when you have the mushroom power, so you're, like, taller, you get hit with mobs two above you, or one above you. So you have to be really careful. And that's the other thing. Um, so the doors, the, the magic potion doors, if you drop them in the correct locations, there's these mushrooms you can pick up, and the mushrooms give you an extra hit point for that level. And so there, there's certain levels where if you miss the mushroom or you, like, fuck up and drop the door or something, you're screwed because you need that extra hit point, or you have to, like, do the level perfectly, which is pretty difficult. Oh, that's right, because when you throw the potion down and then you go through the door, it's like you're in the same exact place except it's all dark. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And then there will be a mushroom somewhere, and, you can't and if you roll the screen at all, it's, yeah, you can't it's yeah, yeah. Position. You can die. So if you like fall down like a pitfall or whatever. And the other thing is, if you like the objects on the ground that you pick up are like these little. I, I don't know what they're supposed to be. They're like red things with like four feelers that move back and forth. But essentially, I if you they do were that, radishes. But they're not all radishes. That's the thing, because like you'll pick them up, and one of them's a door. Some of them are coins. Some of them are a random objects you can throw at creatures and stuff. But if you do it in the dark world, they pick, you pick them up as coins, and the coins at the end of the level can be used as a, a roulette oh, token. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and like certain I'm times, I'm surprised you didn't talk about going down the urns and the masks. Oh, God, yeah, that, is, uh, <laughs> that was not my favorite. But the first couple ones weren't bad. It's the ones in the later stages where they actually yeah. come at you. Like in the earlier levels, they're scripted, and you're like, okay, I know where they're gonna go. Like it's not a big deal. But the later ones, they actually like hone on you and stop. And then, like, go back. So, like, they'll, like, run at you and then stop and then come come the other direction. And just if you're not paying attention or if you mess up, you're going to get hit. And it's just really, really frustrating. And yeah, because, like, basically to open certain doors, you need a key. And the keys, you have to go down urns and random doors and find them. But as soon as you pick up the key, there's these masks on the wall that break off. And then they chase you until you go through the door or you let go of the key. That's the other thing. So you can actually let go of the key momentarily. The mask goes off the screen and then you pick it back up and they come after you again. Yeah, yeah, I remember those. Those were pretty intense. But yeah, um, I, I beat as a kid. I actually didn't beat this time. I got to World 5? Five? 5- because like World 5, I think, is the longest one, or one of the longer ones. And um, I played it, was, which was really cool, because I, ha- I have it on my phone and on my computer, and actually on my tablet. So I was like playing it from different points of like, how far in the game I was, because, like, obviously I didn't transfer my files over. So it was really fun to, like, practice levels and get really good at it to where the point I would have an exorbitant amount of extra lives going into, like, the harder stages of the game. But it still didn't help me, because I eventually died anyways. Yeah. Um, how long does it take to beat? Um, if you did it in one sitting, I think you could probably do it in, like, two hours, maybe. Like, if you actually, like, oh, really? made it all the way through and didn't die, right. or, like, yeah, because, like, if you, you have, like, three continues when you die, but pretty much after you get your first game over and you have to use your continue, you're pretty much screwed, because you only have, like, two lives, which is essentially three, um, to get back into the game, and it's really difficult, because, like, if you mess up the first, your first death and you don't get coins to get extra lives or get mushrooms and get rolling again, you'll just end up getting a game over. And when you get a game over, you start that world over again. And so it makes it really, really difficult. 
Oh, so game over, you don't start all the way over? No, the, well, so you have three continues, and the continues allow you to... Oh, continue. oh, okay. Yeah. <clears throat> I know it sounds weird, so, but that's... I got you. So once you use up all your continues, then you have to start all the way over. Yep. Which really sucks. Uh, it's I actually, always thought that... Yeah. Huh? It's actually worth it just to start over if you get a game over, like, if you have to use a continue. So it's it's so hard to get rolling again once you, like, don't have that cushion of extra lives and stuff. I always liked the soundtrack on this one the best out of all the Mario games. The, the weirdest one to me is after the level, when you do the roulette, that that those noises, like the sound effects, are so weird. That's what I'm saying. Like, I really feel like they were like, hey, let's take this game, mask it as Mario. And the guy was like, how long do I have? And they were like, 48 hours. Uh, I'm just obliterated. <laughs> like, I'm just going to phone down my mind and do this. And here's Super Mario Brothers 2. Like, that's, I think that's how that went. That's pretty good. Yeah, it was really enjoyable, and it was nice because it's it's one of my favorite games from from uh, the earlier stages of my gaming adventures. Cool, cool. All right, all right, Blake. Yeah, you played some game. Also, I, I, I did hear? maybe. Yeah, maybe. Um, for the record, I am playing through Final Fantasy X right now, but that's not the game I'm going to be talking about this week. Oh, it's a great game. I've been playing, or before that, I actually finished my first ever playthrough of Paper Mario. Woo! I'm excited <laughs> about this. Hey, by the way, have you beat Mentor's Mask yet? Uh, I haven't had time to play it. Okay. I'm going to do it for the end of the year. I'm just going to keep poking you until you do it. <clears throat> I'll do it when I feel we like it. we still got to get you a Game Gear also. Oh, yeah, that's right. Or whatever. Or whatever. Just give me a hand job. There's like $20, right? I'll get you a Game Gear. <laughs> 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 yeah, about that. I can't, write, I can't write off a hand job, but I can write off a game gear. <laughs> anyway, back to Blake. Yeah, how about that? Um, so for my RPG month over on my stream, I played my uh, my community voted that they wanted to see me play Paper Mario, and it's my first time that I've ever played any Paper Mario game because. Like we've talked about a little bit before, I grew up on Super Mario RPG is one of my favorite RPGs ever. And when I heard that Squaresoft was not making the newest uh, Mario RPG game, I kind of lost all interest in it. And so I just avoided the whole Paper Mario series forever. Uh, turns out that was kind of a bad idea. So the short version of the... Game. Let's see if I can describe this pretty well. Um, it's a Paper Mario game. You play. It's a 2D thing. Uh, the characters are all 2D, but the world itself is usually in 3D. It uses that as a fun gameplay mechanic sometimes. Overall, it's not like the most important part of the game. Sorry, my cat's being stupid. <laughs> so <laughs> rude. Really you hear the cat. She's, she, no, you guys can't hear her, but she's, like, laying all over my keyboard. We can't hear the cat, but we can hear Blake, like, try to figure out how to get words out of his mouth. Yeah. It's fun, right? Yeah. Okay, oh, anyway. <laughs> so, the game ended up being a lot more fun than I thought. Ooh! I didn't think it was a great game, but I did definitely enjoy it. Um... The first thing I notice 
was... Um, is your cat really that bad? Like, there's <laughs> no really fucking... Like, like, what the sorry. hell is going on right I, now? I, don't even I keep it. just staring at her right now. Um, <laughs> She's staring back? You just gotta start having... you all, do you want me to go and while you finish your staring contest, and then we can come back to Paper Mario? The cool thing about the game is that it's very heavily based around the, I guess, uh, like, combat mechanics, you could say. But that's also one of the things that I didn't like about the game that much. Um, it's, instead of being, like, an RPG, it's more... I don't want to say, like, action-y, but it loses a lot of the RPG elements. It doesn't focus on uh, upgrading your equipment. It doesn't focus that much on leveling up. It does have a level-up system, but it's not, like, the big part of the game. Uh, instead, what it has is you you have these, like... You have a jump attack, and you have a hammer attack, and that's where the meat of the combat comes from, is the way that each of these attacks interacts with your enemies. They each do different things, and... It's interesting finding the best way to work around that and stuff, but again, like, I like my RPG aspects in my games. So not being able to do, like, go into a town and upgrade to a new hammer or a new pair of boots and stuff like that, getting new armor and everything, was really weird. Uh, it it kind of replaces that by having a badge system, and the badge system is... I like that I, I liked the system, but it wasn't super RPG-esque, which... Okay. It was okay. It's just not what I wanted out of an RPG game. The badge system, basically, you have these persistent upgrades that you're never going to replace for the whole game. Unlike, say, if you get a new hammer or a new uh, pair of boots or a new spell or whatever, stuff like that. Uh, instead, you find, like at the beginning of the game, you find a spell called uh, multi-bounce or something like that very early on. And you can use that spell the entire playthrough. You don't ever have to necessarily upgrade that. There are upgraded badges that are stronger than that one, but they're also they cost more badge points to equip, and you have a limited amount of badge points. So for your particular setup, you might not want to do that. Instead, you might want to hold on to the old badge and use some of the other badges that also help you be more powerful, whether it's by being extra defensive with some of them or having a stronger variety of abilities to use against your enemies and stuff like that. So you've got the same badges almost the entire game. You keep getting more and more. You keep uh, adding more to your repertoire and stuff. But for the most part, um, it, you, you're never going to straight-up replace any of the stuff. Did you notice and, like that certain badges you use like almost always, and most of them you never use ever? <laughs> Yes. So yes, I did. Which was really annoying. It's it's definitely yeah. got its imbalances, but I mean that's kind of part that's, of the course. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean that's almost unavoidable without yep. without <laughs> updates. Like an e-sport. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without updates, something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And or updates. Or updates. <laughs> I hate or you up- so much. So one of the other things that was cool about the game is that uh you have this partner system. The partner system is interesting, but it wasn't I feel like, from what I've heard, it's apparently a lot better in the Thousand Year Door. You've got these partners on your team, but they can't ever get hurt. They don't, like, have their own HP bars. They can get injured for a few turns, so they can't be used for a bit. But they're never, like, KO'd permanently until you revive them or anything like that. That system, I mean, that in its own is okay... But apparently the Thousand Year Door does that a lot better as well. So I really like to... Get an opportunity to play that sometime and you check know, that out. 
I feel like the, the with the characters as well, it's the same thing with the badges, where, again, there were, like, a couple characters that yeah. are incredibly good, and the rest of them were just donkey deuce. Like, just yeah, terrible. most of them were complete crap that you almost will never use. Yep. Um, I, there's, like, Lady Bow, the fact that she can do such high damage uh, is really strong. But uh, I, I guess the strongest character, period, has got to be Watt, who's Which attacks... Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It's absurd how strong... Being mm-hmm. able to ignore defenses, like okay. I, it's like almost a complete oversight by them. Um, the character, so the, your party members, you get like what six or seven by the end of the game, mm-hmm. and they are like, like Jay said, it's completely imbalanced between them, which really sucks. <laughs> it would have been nice to have seen them have more uh, unique stuff rather than just oh, this guy can only hit floor enemies. Yeah, which is so stupid. Like it, it yeah. just, yeah. It's just ex- so extremely limiting compared to some of the characters you get later, and I it really, really upset me to have just... Like, by the end of the game, I think I used Watt more than anybody just because of the defense-ignoring property, which I was not expecting when I first got him, either. Uh, overall, like, the story... One of the things I did like about the story, but that also bothered the shit out of me, was that there's this part of the game after every chapter it's very it, it's pretty formulaic between the chapters you'll finish a chapter and then you'll on at the very start of the next chapter you play as peach for a little bit because oh, Bowser's yeah. taken over peach's castle it's a cool idea because it shows that peach is trying to break out on her own and that she's not just locked up and sitting there waiting for mario but what sucked about it is that the gameplay was just terrible. It was so repetitive. It it's freaking it's was the exact brutal. same thing every time. Yeah. It's I'm Peach. I've snuck out of my room and I'm trying not to get seen by the guards. That part was really frustrating to me. Yeah. It was really, really, really stupid. I thought mm-hmm. too. No, I agree. Um, I but I liked the idea of it. It just was the exact same thing over and over. Good she try, but try again. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, she would like find out some information. And then her little star friend would go off and warn Mario. And that's the same thing that happened over and over and over. Um, overall, I really enjoyed the game a lot more than I expected. I mean, I'd probably give it like a 7 out of 10. Uh, it wasn't great by any means, but it was not the disappointment I'd always worried it was going to be. The sound, I do have to say, the music of the game was really, really good, too. It was basically remixes. And throwbacks to old Mario sounds. Like, uh, there's one... There's uh, At some point, I can't remember where it is right now, they use the sound effect of... Uh, when you jump into a painting in uh, Mario 64, and they use it quite a few times, and I was like, oh, hey, I know what that <laughs> is. And they do a lot of throwbacks to old Mario music as well and stuff. I thought that was really well done. It was a nice little touch that kept that whole idea of, like, the Mario RPGs referencing back to all of the other stuff, all of the previous Mario titles, and kind of just building off of all that stuff. And I really liked that, too. Um, it was a good game. It was fun, but not... Uh, it, it definitely didn't capture the greatness of Super Mario RPG for me. What did you think of the difficulty of the game? The difficulty caught me off guard a few times. It yeah. wasn't too hard, but it wasn't a complete cakewalk either. 
and I was getting the impression that it was going to be very, very easy. The last fight was incredibly boring because at that point you've got all your strongest crap. Yep. <laughs> and it was like, okay, I'm literally doing the same thing every other round. I do this this round, and I do this the following round, and I do this this round over and over and over. What I liked about a lot of the fights before that, though, is that it actually threw challenging ideas and decisions at you. of Like, do I want to focus down this one enemy really quick? Do I want to spend all my points just trying to – all my flower points, which are like magic points, just trying to take out this one target? Um do I want to save up in case I run into an even scarier fight later on? Things like that. Uh, the boss fights up to the last one were pretty cool because they made you take advantage of a lot of the different uh, abilities in the game. But then the last fight comes along and they're just like, eh, just power up and smack him around a lot. <laughs> hey, guys, spoiler, Bowser's the last boss, by the way. Oh, Jesus, dude. Come oh. on. I know. There's lost, like, every viewer. <laughs> Who's Bowser? Well, <laughs> All right, Robert sucks. <laughs> so yeah, aside from that, I, I thought that they threw a lot of interesting uh, combat designs in the game, which is one of the things that I did like, even though, like at the same time, I hated the way that the uh, we talked about it already. The uh, the followers, it was basically use this strongest thing from your follower and all this strongest stuff. badges, strongest characters. Yeah, always. Yeah. Um, is it there, was there... a good game. Oh, what? go ahead. Is there, in the Mario RPG games, is there much characterization of the characters, or is it just pretty much like the other Mario games, or is like, there is there's not really... There is a surprising amount of characterization, actually. I mean, I don't, I don't, wouldn't say that they go through huge character growth, but there's definitely some pretty strong characterization sometimes. So like, what's Mario like? Well, Mario's the only one that doesn't have anything. Mario is, I'm okay. going to save of the day! Oh, and that's snap. it. Uh, so the main character is the one with the least characterization. Yes, that's part of the problem. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, it's a Mario game, and I've come to expect that sort of... I mean, that's... Uh, oh, yeah, you Peach have is, to. Peach is interesting. Like I was talking about, it was kind of cool to see... Uh, in Paper Mario specifically, it was cool to see her trying to escape Bowser's clutches. Um, in Super Mario... or Paper... Or, God damn it. Yeah, Super Mario <laughs> RPG. She joins your team, and she's like, I want to help, too, and all this stuff. So You haven't even talked about why it's called Paper Mario yet, and I'm really yeah, excited. Because it's did 2D. You? Yeah, okay. Said, well, you didn't, co- you you didn't compliment how paper, cool You're 2D, but you're in a 3D world. But it's cool, because, like, when you go through, like, doors and stuff, like, the... the well, transition. okay, that whole... it's It's got a very strong pop-up <laughs> book aesthetic to it. Yeah. Like, you'll walk through a door... <laughs> And you'll, since you're in this house now, you're in this building, the door that you just walked through and the wall that it's attached to will, like, fall forward. Like, it's it's all made of paper. And then when you I go like that paper book. back yeah. out, Pop up book. Uh, when you go back through that front door, the wall pops back up. Like, literally, visually, you can see it lifting and dropping towards the ground and stuff. Um, it was a cool little art touch, and I didn't... It, it was a nice touch for me. That's all it really did, unlike you, apparently, Jay. I have a hard-on for it, so... <laughs> I love that. That was so cool. Especially when you get to nice. turn into, like, a pair of airplane and shit. That was cool. Yeah, yeah. Does Mario wear emo costumes? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm referencing every Final Fantasy game ever made. Oh my god, I hate you. Except for Final Fantasy Tactics. I guess there weren't really any emo, emo he costumes. He had butt pants, though, so there's that. Butt pants? Yeah, you, you don't know pants. the butt pants? 
In tactics? Uh, are you talking about, like, the PJs where your butt opens up? I guess. It's Chapter 4 attire. What? You've never thought about that? No, I'm talking about Robert. Well, I mean, we're talking about the same thing. Is it? Are we both hating Robert right now? Because we're both hating Robert. We're on the same team, then. <laughs> Usually, what yeah. Are that's pants? Okay. They're the what pants that he has in pants? Chapter 4. They're ba- He's basically wearing assless chaps. There you go. Oh, so so not like the PJs with the buttons. No. Okay. <laughs> what? You know what I'm talking about, Blake, right? No. I, I do, stop. yeah. I know what you're talking about, but, like, the way you're bringing it up is just amazing. Oh, yeah, the butt pants. The one with the buttons on them? No, like, asses chaps. Wait, what? The, the, I, I've never I heard the term butt pants. Oh, it's it's a thing. I believe you. I just I just haven't heard it. It's got a couple pairs. I'm an FFT fanboy. What do you expect? Of course I got a few. Oh my god. Alright. I'm glad you liked it. It's a a really good game. It was a lot better than I expected. I didn't want to say that. I mean, it was not a great game, but it was really cool. Um, It just lacked on the RPG elements that I really wanted, which I was expecting going into it. So it's not like I was hugely disappointed by that either. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Oh, I also want to say there was one point in the game oh, go that ahead. shocked me at first. <laughs> because you'll, you'll, I think you'll appreciate this, Rob. Okay. Less you and more Jay, but sure, Rob, why not? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I liked the part, there is a part later in the game where a character apparently dies. But okay. it's a Mario game. You're like, you're yeah. not expecting people to be dying in a Mario game. They use terms like murdered and dead. And it's like, this Damn. is fucking Mario. What the hell? And then it turns out that he never died. Oh, really? <laughs> he just, like, <laughs> fell asleep, basically. That's like, really funny. Because, yeah, I would not expect stuff. anybody to die in a Mario game. Yeah, me and my chat were talking about it when it happened. I was like, they're really talking about death in a Mario game. Okay. All right, I'm down. I'm listening. And then, oh, he he just fell and hurt his head. He's alive. It's fine. Oh, all right. Thanks for that, Mario. False alarm. It was a close call. False alarm. I thought Mario was getting adult. My bad. (laughs) Um... Blake, did you ever get stuck? Like you could not figure out where to go. Um, I remember that happening almost. a couple times. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think. There was one point where I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, oh, oh. Um, it was chapter. Uh, we're in the tree world, the plant world, sunny okay. thing, okay. whatever. Uh, and I had the items I needed to grow the beanstalk mm-hmm. and the game was like it, it just didn't really tell me what i was supposed to be doing instead didn't register <laughs> yeah i was like uh i've got the items am i am i supposed to use these right now no no you're not you're supposed to do something else still <laughs> and i had to go find like one more because that's that whole chapter was like oh man you got to find all this stuff to make the bean and instead it's actually you have to go explore all of these branches where you'll gra- what you're, where you'll gather these things, and then there's one more branch after that that isn't actually tied to that subplot at all. I was like, oh, that's. 
perfect sense, of course. Thanks for the Obby, dude. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that was the only time I really got lost. Everything else was pretty straightforward. Was there something in particular you were thinking of? No, I just remember getting stuck a couple times, especially in the earlier stages of the game. Like, I legit could not figure out what to go, where oh. to go. It was, like, something stupid where you had to, like, go talk to somebody specifically. Like, RPG stuff, but yeah. I just remember that game in particular. I got stuck a couple sections. Hmm. <clears throat> no, I got, uh, I got through it pretty well. Is Yoshi in it? Uh, Yes, Yoshi's okay. are in it. I bet you're thinking of the toy box area now that toy I toy box. Oh my god, that part was so annoying. I figured Dude, how out. many battles you get in that location. Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah. That whole area really chapped my ass. Big turn off. Well, you should have been wearing the butt pants. <laughs> should have. Yeah, it's true. I'll I'll do that next time. Okay. Anyway. Cool. All right. Well, um, I'm eventually gonna get around to Super Mario RPG and then. Probably this one too, but I got a lot of. Huh? Got a lot of Metal Gear Solid games to play. I got a lot of Metal Gear Solid games to play first. And then after I'm done with those, I'm going to play Earthbound. Oh. But first, I'm going to talk about Siberia. Oh. How's that for a transition? I like it. Let's do it. Alright. So, what is Siberia? Siberia. Oh, okay. Since you asked, it's uh, 7 out of 10. And now you want to talk about top threes? What? Okay. I guess. What is Siberia? Uh, Jay, you sounded genuinely concerned just then. I was, because uh, you transitioned so quickly. Like, you took me as a surprise. That's what I do. You gotta be on your toes. When you're talking. Or my butt pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so Siberia is a, uh, it's S-Y-B-E-R-I-A, by the way. Oh, okay. Um,. It's a point-and-click adventure game. It came out uh, early 2000s, and uh, or maybe 1990. I think it was 2001, somewhere, some, somewhere around there. Point-and-click. It is about the. Uh, so the story is there is this uh, long generation of toy makers, and they like know like all these secrets about how to make like amazing toys. And, uh, they make, like, really intricate, detailed toys that, like, nobody else knows how to make. And the, hell the last... What to right now? <laughs> the last... The period, dude, with a Y. The, 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 like, current generation, or the, or the last generation of the family, the, 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 the daughter who was, like, who owned the company, who owned, like, the family toy-making company, um, she... Well, you, you are a lawyer. And lawyer. you go to this town where the uh, toy company is. And it's kind of like, it, it's a legendary toy company, but nobody's buying toys anymore, so they're kind of going, they've been kind of going downhill for a while. The the whole, the, the family business has kind of been, they like peaked in the 1800s, but now since nobody's buying mechanical toys anymore, they're kind of going downhill. Uh, and, but, but, so this other like modern toy company is wanting to buy out this old toy company. You're a lawyer, and you're going to visit this famous toy company to kind of, like, seal the deal on the buyout. But the problem is, you get there, and the uh, the last remaining member of the family who owned the whole company, once you get there, you find out that she recently died, like, the day before you got there. Ooh, spooky. Um, yeah, ooh, spooky. So, <laughs> it's not actually spooky. It's not supposed to be, like, scary. It's just supposed to be like, oh, crap, now there's this big complication. What are we going to do now? Um, the... 
the problem that arises is you also find out that there is another heir to the uh, to the toy company that nobody knew about before. And it's sort of a spoiler to say who the heir is, so I won't say it right now. Is it me? But you have, huh? Is it me? Yes. Oh my yes. god! I was gonna play this game. <laughs> Best plot ever. And, uh, ten out of ten. So you have to. So you're sort of on a mission to find this heir who is supposedly in this place called Siberia, not the real Siberia. Okay. Um, but but an but like a an island that nobody really believes is real called Siberia. Uh, and you're supposed to try to go find this heir so that you can finally seal the deal and, and so that the company that you're representing can buy out this company. Um, and so, so the, the, the whole story of the toys, the, the way it goes is, um, the, the most recent, like, generation, the girl who owned it, her, her brother, like, turned out to be, uh, like a super amazing toy maker. To the extent that he created like robots that were purely mechanical, but like they function as like any robot would, like in, in fiction, where they can talk and like respond to you dynamically and that kind of stuff. So it's like they had like these crazy, amazing toy making powers, uh, but not like magic or anything, but just that they were. Oh, okay, critics. I was actually about to ask. Thank you. No, <laughs> yeah, it kind of sounds like that, but no, it's just it's just purely supposed to be like he was so skilled that he could make a toy that's this complicated. Um. And so, so again, so the story is you're you're traveling and trying to find uh you're going kind of going from place to place trying to get from one place to the next trying to find this this guy who's the heir. Um, the gameplay is uh it's it's fairly simple. It, so for, for a point and click adventure game, there's not a whole lot of hard parts to figure out. I mean, there are certainly puzzles, but most of them are like really obvious. Like you'll come across something uh, that you have, like some machine or something that you have to get it to work the right way, but you don't have like the right object. And then like two screens over, you find like the exact object you need. And then you just go back and use it and that's it. Uh, it so it's kind of easy in that sense. It's It kind of takes a while to play though, just, because, just the way the, the game is laid out. Like sometimes to get from one place to the next, you have to go... You have to do a lot of walking, uh, and there's no, like, real quick way to get through, like, walking from one side of the screen to the other, and then you might have to go, like, four screens over and four screens back to do this or that. So sometimes things like that to kind of just end up taking a while, even if they're not particularly hard. Um, and another sort of problem with that is uh, the dialogue. Whenever you talk to somebody, you can skip dialogue, but it's, it's weird. You can skip any line of dialogue by hitting escape, but if you skip the line of dialogue that comes right before one where you have an option to say, like, a, a few things, then it skips you having an option to say that, and it automatically closes the conversation. <laughs> so, oh, wow. and, and when you go back and talk to somebody multiple times, they you have to, like, go through the same, like, opening three or four line exchange every single time before you get to where you can, like, tell them, you know, this or tell them that or ask them about something new if you've done something, like, you know, if you've made some progress that you need to tell them about. So you'll be hitting escape trying to get to there, and then they'll be like, okay, I won't bother you anymore. Talk to you later. Bye. It's like, ah, oh, I should have to the do heck? it again. So then you talk to them again, 
And then you, like, maybe hit escape one time and then, like, let them go through the next two lines and then you get to choose what you're going to say. So that gets a little bit weird. Um, there's this, there's this one part. Another kind of problem with the dialogue is there are a lot of the dialogue options don't really take into account whether or not you've already talked to this person before. So, like, for instance... The first, the, the first thing you do when you start the game is you arrive in town and you check into your hotel. And you're basically the only person there. Uh, the guy, like, greets you and everything. The guy at the desk greets you and everything and takes you up to your room. And then so you get up there and then do a couple things in the room and then you go back down. And I went up to talk to the guy and I had a few options about things to talk about and I clicked one of them. And she said, um, okay, I'm ready to go to my room now. And the guy says, all right, I'll take you there right away. And then they just stand there and stare at each other. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's a lot of things like that where if you'll where you'll choose like one conversation option, and then they'll like be talking about stuff as if like they hadn't even met yet, and it's somebody <laughs> that you've been talking to forever and stuff like that. So that's kind of weird, but it, it, it's it's not terrible. It's just a little bit it's just a little bit awkward when it happens. You know, to some extent, all point and click adventure adventure games have stuff like that, but most of them kind of tailor the dialogue to where it's like doesn't like blatantly act like you haven't talked to this person before it kind of like just makes it seem like everything sort of flows a little bit better so they didn't do a great job on that but again it's it's not terrible uh i'm trying to think of really if there's really a whole lot more to say about it like i said a lot of the puzzles are are pretty easy to figure out and it's not a problem of like it's not so much trying to figure out what to do. It's more like just taking the time to get everything done that has to be done. There's this one kind of annoying part um, after the first area of the game. So you get this train that you're that is how you eventually end up traveling to a couple other places. And when you first get the train, it's like you get the train. You're like, all right, I'm ready to go. And then there's uh, there, there's a robot. Well, they call them uh, automatons. It's a robot, basically. And he's the engineer of the train. And you're, so basically, you get all set to go and you're ready to go. And then you tell him, like, alright, let's go. And he's like, oh, well, first you have to give me this. And then you go, like, do whatever it is and bring it back. You're like, alright, here you go. Now let's, now let's go. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. First we have to do this also. And then so you go do that and you come back. He's like, oh, I'm, oh, okay. I'm very sorry. Thanks for getting all this. But now I have, I can't leave until you <laughs> do this thing. And like that happens over and over and over again. It's like I just want to get the get the train moving and go find. Like I've I've been in this part of the game long enough. I'm kind of getting tired of it. I want to see what the next place is like. But it's like it kind of keeps teasing you. Like oh, man, this is all you need. Oh wait, I'm sorry. There's one more thing. Over and over again. So that got kind of annoying. Uh, one kind of ridiculous puzzle that there weren't too many ridiculous puzzles, but there was one that was really stupid. Uh, the, and the first place that you arrive at in the in the uh, in the train, there is you have to get up on this platform where you have to climb a ladder on this platform to to get something. I won't go into an explanation of what it is. And there are uh, birds at the bottom of the uh, at the bottom of the ladder that you have to climb up. She she won't she won't climb your your character will not climb the ladder because the birds like squawk at her when she walks up to them. <laughs> so there's a f- pretty dr- like actually probably one of the most drawn out puzzles of the game is doing all the things you need to do to get the item that 
she uses to get the birds to go away. And it's like, seriously, you can't just, like, run up and yell at him and, like, wave your arms and watch the birds fly away? Have you ever dealt with birds before? (laughs) I've dealt with assholes, man. They are a bunch of assholes. Thank you, Blake. (laughs) So that was kind of weird. The the artwork in the game is is really good. Uh, There's a lot of really nice-looking scenery. Um, It all kind of uses the same dullish like brown gold green color palette which which kind of gets old but the artwork itself is is really pretty good uh the story is the story's not great but the thing is it moves the the game moves along smoothly enough to where like i i i never really got flat out just bored with it i got kind of like bored with a few parts like that I wish I could kind of just get through with but since I never got stuck and I knew I was progressing I was like all right this will be over fast enough and and we'll progress and see what happens next so like that's kind of what's keeping me going right now not that the story is really all that great but that it's moving along fast enough to where I don't feel like I'm just like not getting anywhere and I'm just like kind of want to give up on it I'll probably end up beating it right now I'm about 10 hours in I was trying to beat it uh before the podcast but I wasn't able to how many hours has it been so far? I, I don't know. It doesn't keep track of your hours, but it's probably been 10 or 11. Really? Or probably okay. about 10. Yeah. And I feel like I'm probably about 75% of the way through with it right now. Of uh, the 10 hours you've played, how many hours have been enjoyable? That's hard to say because I haven't like really disliked any of it. But I also haven't found, and I also haven't found any of it like really, really engaging either. Okay. Uh, it's it's like it's just enough to keep me going. So Fair it's enough. not bad, but it's also not great. Um, uh, the voice acting, I, think, I will. Huh? Do you find other click and point games in- engaging in that kind of fashion? Like yes, Secret good Monkey ones. Island? Do you think yes. that it's engaging gameplay, or do you think it's engaging writing? I think it's engaging writing. Okay. Do you think gameplay in those kind of games can generally be, or is generally, uh, engaging in some fashion? Or is it more uh, about the world and the writing? I think it's mostly about the world and the writing. Okay. Um, the gameplay can be engaging on the... It's, it's sort of like you have to take them on a case-by-case basis. Um, but I think... You know, that's a good question. Probably, for the most part, in pretty much any point-and-click adventure game, it is the writing that you have to bank on. Okay. Can that's what. Do- that's why I like uh, uh, Monkey Island so much, okay, is because right. the writing... It, like, there's, there's funny stuff and interesting characters all the way through. Mm-hmm. And that was my complaint about... Uh, King's Quest. Besides, well, <laughs> I had a lot of complaints about King's <laughs> Quest. Aside from the shit it puts you through, too. Yeah, but one of my big ones yeah. was nothing really interesting happened in between. It's just like all solving these ridiculous puzzles, but the story doesn't develop in any way. Uh-huh. Whereas the story's developing in this game. In uh-huh. Monkey Island, the story develops, and there's like crazy awesome characters all the way through, so it like nails everything. Um, kind of on the other extreme I'm, I'm thinking of is Mist, where there's almost not any characters in the game. Like, there's you... And then there are two other sort of characters, but it's mostly just you going around and, like, figuring out puzzles. 
But even that one still has a story that kind of unfolds sort of like, it like there's like a story, like the whole mystery of the world that you're in is like slowly unfolding as you figure things out. Um, so that one might be a little bit different, but yeah, this, I, I think for, for me, for most point and click adventure games, it really is the story that, that carries me through. All right. Cool. Um, um, can you think, like, I hate to derail it so much like this, but can you think of, right. like, a quick answer, like, are the, can you, do you personally know of a point and click game where you feel engaged by the gameplay? I would probably point to Mist because the, the puzzles okay. on that game are, uh, are very challenging, but they're also reasonable. Um, and so when you when you when you figure out a puzzle in Mist, it's like you feel like you've like solved a riddle. Whereas, I, I guess even in Monkey Island, the puzzles there are more like I found out this goofy thing to do. Right. Haha, that was pretty hilarious. But it's not like oh, like I had to give this so much thought and I finally like cracked the code. Uh-huh. Where that, and that's kind of how it is in Mist. Like, I remember in Mist, there was this one thing where I was, like, mathematically trying to figure out how one of these puzzles was even possible to figure out. Uh, because I didn't, I didn't understand one of the mechanics of this puzzle. And I was, like, throwing numbers together and stuff, and, like, mathematically I figured out this puzzle cannot be solved. <laughs> which, was I, which was when I was then, like, okay, there's something else that I need to be doing here that I just don't realize. Whereas I would never do anything like that in basically any other adventure game. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing I have to say about Siberia is that the voice acting is actually surprisingly pretty good. What year was this? Uh, like, I think it was 2001. Okay. Hmm. Um, it's, it's interesting. This game, uh, the, the backgrounds are, and like the environments are static, but the characters are all uh, rendered fully in 3D, which is pretty uncommon for point-and-click adventure games. And it wasn't really necessary, but they actually did a pretty good job with that. And uh, as I said, the, the voice acting, they did a pretty good job of, too. Cool. And I think that's pretty much all there is to say about it. Like I said, it's, it's, it's not incredibly engaging, but it's just it's moving along smoothly enough to where I'm, I'm going to... I'll probably stay with it until I beat it, just, just to finish it and see how it ends, and to see how the game is as, as a whole. Cool. Yeah. So yeah. tune in next time. <laughs> yeah, next time I'm going to be talking about uh, Final Fantasy X. I don't know Woo! if I mentioned that earlier. Um, so I wrapped up Paper Mario. I've been playing through Final Fantasy X. My next game, uh, I will definitely have it wrapped up by the next podcast, and I'll be ready to talk about it. And I'm looking forward to it. I have a lot to say about that game. Hopefully it's all good. I don't know. Uh, not all good. <laughs> I will say I'm surprised. Like it wasn't until I went back to play the game that I was whoa, like, whoa, 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 hold your horses. No, I, I just want to give people a little taste. Okay, I am surprised to say that Final Fantasy X is in my top five uh, Final Fantasy games. I'm flexing right now. I know people in the podcast can't hear it. Maybe they can. <laughs> it's my top five, also. It's your top one. Shut up, Robert. It's my top five Metal Gear Solid games. <clears throat> it's uh, but I think I've only played like four Final Fantasy games. Yeah, exactly. Or no, no, no. I probably played five. I've played t uh, seven, ten, eleven, twelve, and Tactics. Are you just counting numbers right now? Like that's what I feel like he's doing. <laughs> ten, <laughs> eleven, twelve. Is that a, did I catch a niner in there? <laughs>
<laughs> we call him from Walkie Talkie. I think it's probably a tie between ten and seven for which one's my favorite. Ooh. Cool. But enough about that. Let's talk about artichokes. <laughs> Dude, I want to go eat Delicious. some stuff for this. So our top three for this week is uh, top ten classic gaming tropes that you dislike. So common features of classic games that you're really glad we don't have to deal with anymore because they were never really a good idea, and they kind of suck. <laughs> Can we pause here for a second? Or you need to go to the bathroom again? <laughs> is that a real question? No, um, my my artichokes are, are primarily like things that actually some of them still exist today. Is that a problem? Uh, mine do too. At least <laughs> okay. one of them. Because oh, well, mine, mine are mainly RPG focused. That's why, like, I, yeah, mine sure, are that's fine. Surprising. Okay. Well, one of them. Don't bring that phone over. Two of them. Are. Sure, that's fine, little bitch. <laughs> I'm not. I, I have to say, I'm not sure right now if you actually think the word is artichoke, or or if you're saying that jokingly. I really want to eat an artichoke right now, just because we keep talking about. It. <laughs> All right, Jay, you can go first. What's your? Are we doing three? We're doing top three, yeah, right? Top three. Yeah, yeah, top three. Okay, top three. Jay, what's your third worst? So, uh, numero three. Um, that games back in the day, and this this still exists somewhat today, is that when games got more difficult, the AI did not necessarily get smarter, and when oh. it, it fucking drove me nuts. Like I'm looking like, at you, oh. Blizzard. Yeah. Oh my god. Thank you. I was like, man, I really want to turn up the difficulty on this game. Yeah. And then it's like the game doesn't get any more difficult. It just the it, or it gets more difficult, but it. Yeah, it's it's just stupid. The AI has like you know bullshit mechanics, or their stats go up the fucking wing wing, or something ridiculous, and it just it is the most infuriating thing in existence. That is, I entirely agree with you. I think that's still very much a problem yeah. currently. And the worst case of it, the one the one that I uh, most commonly encounter is the bad guys just have like three times as much HP and everything else is exactly the same. Yeah, they just turn into bullet sponges. It's so stupid. Ah, it's terrible. That happened to me with uh, the first, and I think I played the second Batman game, uh, the Arkham series on, on hard, and that's all it was. It's just the bad guy. they have more health. So, like, if you're fighting a, gr- a gang of, like, 20 bad guys, then it just takes forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you guys obviously know about Destiny, right? Yeah. Okay, so have you guys heard about the complaints? Like, they, they like all these touch on it like so well. That's why I just, I just want to bring it up. Like, apparently, I just heard that game, it has, isn't that good in general. So pretty much the end game, from what I've heard so far, is the AI doesn't get any smarter. They just get massive numbers. Like, let's say a raid boss takes five minutes on normal. When you turn up the difficulty to like the higher, like the top level difficulties, apparently some of the bosses they're not difficult. They just take about thirty minutes to kill. <laughs> so that's just fun. Yep. Anyways, that one bothers me. Yeah, me too. Today, still, yeah. Yeah. Cool. All right, Blake. Um, mine is actually similar in a way. It's still around today, but I think it used to be even far, far worse. Uh, my number three retro gaming trope that I dislike is recolored enemies. Oh, right. Instead of coming up with something new. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, that is Just a good one. Just changing a color palette of an enemy, and it kind of goes along with Jay's thing of just like, if they change the color palette, what do they do? Oh, they just give him more HP. Now you have to jump on his head twice instead of once or something like that. And I just hate it. It's really, really lazy stuff. I can understand why they had to do it back in the day, especially... for space, yeah. Yeah, exactly, for space, because you'd have to do, like... 
you have limited you pack time. a cart full, and then the only way to get around it is being like, well, I'm going to make this enemy red instead of blue this time, and yeah. give yep. him some more HP, make him do some more damage. Uh, but then as games went on, it, it continued to be a problem. Uh, again, it, even still retro, even like Super Nintendo era, PlayStation 64 era, they were still doing this stuff when they really, really should have known better by then. And That's it's, a good one. It's really, really lazy, and I hate That's it. That's a really good one. I like that. That um, that they do that on the X Men arcade game. Oh yeah, yeah. And, uh, a lot of arcade that. games used to do that. Yeah, it was a lot of like the beat 'em up games. It was exciting yeah. in Final Fantasy One when it would happen because you're like, oh, I wonder how hard this guy's gonna shit on me. Like, like <laughs> when you find like a purple ogre for the first time, and they're like, oh, their name's like right. Black Ogre or something, and they just shit stomp you so hard. You're like, oh, that was so cool. You're yeah, like, I've that. killed this guy before, but he's just a, he he looks different. I don't know what happened. Oh my god, he one shot my black. Oh, he killed everybody, and my system's now broken. How do you do that? <laughs> so good. He hit me so, so hard, my Final Fantasy card exploded. <laughs> so good. All right, Robin, um, what's your number three? Do do any of y'all have honorable mentions before I go? Um, no, I don't actually. I could have thought of a lot of them, but none of them even made my top three list, so I didn't write them down. All right. Well, since since y'all don't have one, uh, I won't save it for the end. I just want to get my honorable mention out of the way, which is like thirty character passwords to continue your. Oh, game. Geez. oh my god! Right? Like punch out? Like damn! I missed one character. And, I, like, when they would give you, when they wouldn't explain if it was a zero or an O, you could never right? be or like, an I or an L and shit. Oh, my God, those were so bad. God, that and uh, Metroid had some, like, really funky-looking letters. Yeah. yeah. Like, didn't they have, like, the, the dollar sign and shit, too? Like I think, fun- like, you could not tell, like, there were some and you just couldn't tell what it was. That is a good one, Robert. Nicely done. Damn, that- if that's on your honorable mention, yeah, seriously, shit, <laughs> the rest of your list better be amazing. But, that, well, let me say that's one like more a thing about number one right there. Wow. <laughs> um, when I was younger and trying to use those, I'm like 100 percent literal, literal right now. I did not ever, ever successfully write one of those down. Like I never got one to work after I wrote it down and tried to type it back in. Ever. I don't know that I did either. I, I had a lot like of the problem. Mega Man two passwords of red and blue dots. I somehow screwed up. <laughs> I really don't know how I managed it, but I screwed those up constantly. Dude, I had, like, a NES cartridge. It was, like, this gray plastic thing, and it held, like, 15 NES cartridges. We would just write all the codes on the side of there, and it was so funny because that guy has really bad handwriting. And so it's so funny when I go back and read them. Even today, I still can't read them. Like, oh, my God. That just brings up so many memories. Good good job, Robert. That's a good one. Oh, my number three, I'm, I'm kind of, my number two and number three, I, I, I can't decide which ones should go in which place, but I'm going to go... With um, uh, full motion video for my number three. Huh? Any game with with full motion video acting. Can you explain this to me? I don't know. I don't know like 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 I, with live like people. With like CGC. Oh, with live people. I, I mean, I'm I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean specifically with like real actors. Okay, oh. so like stuff like Nightwatch and parts of Resident Evil's opening was real people, wasn't it? Uh, no. No. All right. I'm Mr. But um. Also, yeah, like anything, like it just came off as lame and awkward. No matter how it was, the the only, the one except the one game that I want to see 
that I haven't seen this in yet is Wing Commander 3, because it has uh, Mark Hamill and Malcolm McDowell. I kind of want to see if they do a good job on that. Hmm. But every game that I have played that has live actors, I guess I guess I need to, uh, should have been more specific and just said live acting. Yeah. Okay, um, yeah, that makes more sense. Any game, like, it always came off as stupid. Uh, the ones that stand out, and it was regardless of how it used, whether it was just for cutscenes or whether it was for actual game. Of course, actual gameplay w- was much worse. But even if it was just cutscenes, yeah. it was pretty bad still. I remember uh, Red Alert having one of the, like, I think the second yeah, Red Alert having did. that. And uh, it was just like, come on, like. Oh, lame. come on, are you hating on Kane? That's what I was going to say! Oh my god, dude, that fucking <laughs> cue ball, man. What a beast. Tanya was kind of hot, I will say that. There you go. Or Tanya, was that her name? Tanya. Tanya, yeah. Yeah, um... Uh, so the SWAT games, or the first SWAT game only, I think, had that, and it was pretty ridiculous. Like, oh, uh, like, oh, there would be, like, a scene... We're like, you're having to arrest somebody, but it's in full motion video, and you have to basically click in the right place in the right time. It was, uh, pretty terrible. Just any game, any game like that that used that. It, it never worked. Ever. Sure. Except for maybe Wing Commander 3. I'm willing to give it a chance. Because <laughs> got my bro, Mark Hamill. I've heard that, uh, the scenes in that game are supposed to be good. I don't know if that's true or not, but I have not heard bad things about it. I have yeah, I have not heard anything bad about it. That's all I haven't heard much about it. But I really do want to check it out. But yeah, every other every game that I have played that has acting in it, the acting parts of it do not work at all. Jay? Fair enough. Uh number two. So this this applies mainly to RPGs and this still somewhat exists today, but the slow beginnings, like, I, I know RPGs are primarily, they build momentum and they kind of snowball into later stages, but there's those games that you start playing and you're like, okay, I'm waiting for something good. Okay, I'm waiting for something good. And you're like six hours in and nothing has happened and you yeah. just want to kill yourself. Like, there's been a lot of games that I've played and actually stopped. Like, I'm not talking like 30 minutes, like, you know, I'm not expecting something big, like, within the first hour. I'm talking like six, eight, ten hours in, and there's still not, like, a major, like, wow scene or anything that really grips you to the story or the characters, or there's very little little development. So, yeah, that is a, that's a big pisser for me. The first game that I played that I really stuck with that was like that was uh, Swickenden 3. Mm-hmm. The first oh, about God. eight... Oh, yeah, like, the first eight hours... It's, like, really solidly, like, almost exactly the first eight hours, I remember... We're just, like, boring. But then once you get past that point, like, it really becomes a really fun game. <laughs> See, that's the thing. And I hate when I tell people, like, they'll be like, oh, you really got to try this game. And I'll be like, I've, I've tried it. Listen, I, I gave it a good shot. I, I <laughs> yeah. tried. You know, I played eight hours. I, I played 12 hours. And they're like, no, 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 it gets really good. Just keep going. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to spend 20 hours playing a fucking game just to just to get to the part where it's supposedly good. That's like Final Fantasy 13. I mean, it's not retro, oh. but... It's a really, really strong. I'm thinking more of eight. It. Eight is a good example for me, but yeah. well, with thirteen, like people always said that about thirteen, and I still didn't feel like it was true, but they said it, and you get up to the point where it gets quote open world finally, but it's still the same gameplay system, which is the problem. Yeah, good times, good times. Another oh, game yeah. that was no like that times. for me was was a Xenosaga, like the like. For the first eight that hours, that was very, very close or slow. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's like every single battle you just smash X all the way through until you get past eight hours, and then you start having actual like interesting battles, and you get like uh, cool characters and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Okay, that's good on Blake. Uh, my number two has definitely gone the way of the Dodo because saving has taken over so hard. But my number two retro trope that I hate is limited continues. (laughs) I thought you were going to say that one. For for, for what kind of game are you talking about just across the board? Uh, Well, like most games, uh, like obviously this one can't apply to RPGs too much, but something like, uh, say, Mario, which didn't really do this, or Ninja Gaiden. I'm looking at you, Ninja Gaiden 3. Oh. (laughs) And... Of course, probably the reason that this one has been on my mind is fucking Battletoads. I was waiting for it. It's just such a kick in the fucking nuts to the player on a home console. It was a leftover remnant of screwing the player over just to give you artificial longevity in your game. And it was left over from arcades to just ream the player's ass, basically. And I just absolutely hate the concept in, in general. I can understand having continues and having to like start over from the beginning of a stage or something, but to completely lose all of your progress at some point during a game uh, really, really sucks ass. Yep, that sucks. <laughs> I agree. Robert, you. your number two. My number two is uh, time limits on levels. Hmm, okay. I ran into a couple as a friggin' Terminator. Terminator was one of those, and it was really, really stressful. Really? Yeah, it was, like, it was super close, too. It wasn't even, like, they didn't give you, like, ample time. Like, you had to be very, very <laughs> specific. Like, I didn't know what I was doing the first time. I just died, but yeah. Yeah, this, um, Kung Fu reminded me of this, um, a couple weeks hmm. ago when I played that one, because it has time levels, and, of course, the original Mario does. And it, like, you, you said it perfectly. All it does is add stress. It doesn't add yeah. any fun to the game. Yeah, like I can I can understand. It takes it away. Yeah, yeah, I can understand like conceptually why they would have maybe why they how they could have thought that that was uh, a good idea because you know like it does make it more challenging. It makes you have to go a little faster. So I can see like it was worth them trying it out back in the early days of video games, but it really didn't. It it really took away from the fun. How how about um, Ninja Turtles one? When you're under in the water level with the timer, and it progressively starts beeping faster and faster as you get closer mm-hmm. and closer. To yeah. Oh my god, that does nothing. Just stop. Just hide the timer. I don't want to know if I'm about to die. <laughs> it doesn't change anything. I'm still playing like a maniac. <laughs> yeah, it makes you really nervous on that one. <laughs> yeah. Good one. I like that. Is that over to me? Jay, what was your? What's your top hated (laughs) trope? My number one thing that drives me fucking nuts in games is when they blatantly tell you things that are very obvious in a story. So (laughs) instead of just, like, letting you learn and kind of accumulate the information and kind of learn as the characters do, they have to blatantly have a character pointed out. That drives me fucking nuts. Like, I feel like it takes away from the quality of the game and the dialogue, and I feel like it just pisses me off more than anything like it makes me feel like they're going hey stupid here's what's going on here and i'm like thanks like okay i knew that i knew that i knew that i had to google it but i knew that <laughs> can, you, can you give keith throw out an example or two 
I honestly like I'm trying to think of specific examples, but like, <sighs> hmm, what's a prime example? Because there's like a lot of minor ones, but they're not good enough. Like you have, let me let me think about this. Like come back, come back. Okay. All right. All right. Blake, number one. My number one. Me. Yeah. This guy right this... here. All right. <laughs> this one. Slackaholicus. <laughs> this one is still around. Pretty big today. It's definitely seen a drop a lot. It's mostly around because um, the same characters that did this trope back in the day are still doing it now. And my least favorite old trope is the silent hero. <laughs> That's good. I like this. It's something that is still around. Specifically, it's still around because of Nintendo, let's be honest. And the fact that uh, Mario and Link are who they are, uh, and they've never been given real voices in their stories. Um, it just, I, I, I'm so glad that it's gone because there were so many good old games that you go back and play them, and they just look so stupid now because of it. Stuff like uh, Shining Force Two, um, the main character in that game. He is a silent protagonist. He goes through the whole game, and at the end of it, uh, like he gets the girl, even though he has had no character whatsoever <laughs> the entire game. How did this That's happen? Good. How could that happen? It li- it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> and I, I, I just I hate it. I really do. It was really bad I... in RPGs back then, especially. Oh, was it? Uh, and, well, and, and stuff it's like more, Final Fantasy One, etc. Yeah, and it, it it seems like, and I can't, you know, I haven't played a whole lot of RPGs that have done that, but it seems like it would be much more awkward in an RPG because those are so much really story focused. It really, really is. How do you feel about uh, Gordon Freeman? Uh, I I'm not a huge fa- <laughs> Half Life fanboy, so. You, you and me have a lot of similar opinions on games that everybody else absolutely loves. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not either. I mean, I'm like the Half-Life games. I, but say, I, I just they're not like bad. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a huge fanboy of them. Like they're okay. I, I'm not gonna like lose my shit when Half-Life Three comes out. Like most people will. <laughs> yeah. I'll put it that way. <laughs> so, oh my so, God! It's Half-Life Three. <laughs> Steam. <laughs> so do you <laughs> does does it does that bother you about Gordon Freeman equally? Um, I think so. Yeah, especially because people praise so many other aspects of Half Life storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they're like, oh my god, it did in game real time cinematics. It didn't have to do a cutaway scene and all this stuff. And it's like your main character is still sitting there like an asshole with his mouth sewn shut. <laughs> It, you know, it, that doesn't bother me so much in games like, obviously, like Mario and Zelda. Yeah, like, but... it's, it doesn't play a huge role there, but it's still very apparent. But it doesn't bother me as much. Because it's not important. It's not a story-driven experience. Unlike right. Shining Force 2, which is story-driven, to a degree at least. Um, uh, stuff like older Final Fantasies have a sort of story they're telling... Um, and a lot of the older RPGs like that. Like, it's also very, very strange in Morrowind, 
and Oblivion to have a character, this big important character, just going around and you're pretty much just nodding at people all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. That's a good one. Um, alright, so my number one is, uh, in RPG, basically anything except for JRPGs, it seems like. Um, RPGs where you can, uh, choose for your character's class to be thief, and then there's no fucking way to finish the game. <laughs> Wait, because he's say that too, again? Because he's too weak to do anything, if you're... So in any oh. RPG where you can choose for your character to be a thief character, mm-hmm. and then you just basically can't even play through the game because the game wasn't designed to allow a thief character to be able to like finish the game. Which one makes sense? Because <laughs> like any any CRPG really, like uh, I think the fr- like I didn't like uh, you know once again I never played a ton of RPGs growing up, but the first one that I that was kind of like this that I really that really gave you options on uh, how to build your character and all that was uh, uh, Neverwinter Nights, and even that one probably did it better than you most. Played, you said, yeah, or maybe okay. I, I, I actually I guess Morrowind came before that. Okay, and maybe that was a little bit more plausible on Morrowind, but like in most of these games, like you won't like your thief character is not going to be strong enough to like play through the game. Sure. Or it just adds a level of difficulty to it. Or it's just, like, incredibly hard. Yeah. You have to level up. Crazy. Final Fantasy 1 is a prime example. Like, Thief was, was okay early on. It, was, it wasn't it was one of the better classes. But then it later in the game... It was definitely in the bottom three. Yeah, and later in the game, though, once you got decent weapons, it was good, but you might as well make a fucking knight and... Yeah. Well, once them. they can upgrade to ninja, they become pretty damn strong. Yeah, but the problem is, like, the, the thing is, like, they use the same weapons as the warrior, because you get, like, what is Excalibur and one of the other weapons. You might as well just make a fucking knight and have them wear plate or whatever the highest level armor is in comparison. Well, they get different uh, spells, and then there's the Masamune weapon. That's true. That, but, but the thing is, with the Masamune, can anybody can use it, but it's probably yeah. the strongest in a, uh, either a knight's or a ninja's hands. Yeah. Um, and but the thing about... Most JRPGs is you have if you have a thief then it plays a role in your party that works pretty well. Whereas most non JRPGs he's like your main character and you might have like one or two supporting characters in your party, but it's not like but like he still has to be the main damage dealer and it just doesn't end up working. Like it's like when I like it's when I play games like this now it's still one of the reasons why I never try to pick Thief, because, like, even nowadays, I'm like, uh, do they really design the game Yeah, you're well worried about being paper-thin, not being able to take any hits and stuff like that. It, it It's a definite balance problem. I actually thought you were going to talk about how a lot of the older games, like, well, a lot of the mid-era older games, not the super older games, but, like, late, late 90s, early 2000s, that kind of time, where, mm-hmm. like, the Thieves would not do anything thievy. There wouldn't be, <laughs> like, the big thing with a thief is like, oh, he can lockpick stuff, and then every yeah. class has some way to get around it so that it doesn't mean fuck all. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Or, like, he can spot traps. Yeah. Whoop-de-doo. So That's can everybody one. else if uh, they need to, one way or another. 
<laughs> right, yeah. Or or they can just have enough HP to where it doesn't really matter. Where they, like in Neverwinter Nights, to go along with your example, like the warriors most of the time will be able to walk onto a trap and survive it, and then just rest up, and it doesn't matter that much. Yeah. Yeah. So there's that there's that aspect of this as well. So old thief tropes in general is kind of its own top three. <laughs> yeah, it's just like. The thief character in any game... Again, I, I feel like JRPGs generally handed that class pretty well. For because the most usually, part, I think so. Yeah, yeah because, again, and, and this is my limited experience, because they are one part of a larger party, and they're not like... They don't have to be the main like damage dealer or whatever, and they also actually steal things, and they sometimes can still use some pretty good stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But, and I have to say, I also don't... I also hesitate, like, if I'm playing, like, more of a sci-fi RPG, I hesitate to pick, like, a hacker class for yeah. the same reason. It all goes back the to the same thing. Thief yeah. thing. I'm like, is he really going to be strong enough? And, like, even still even still in a lot of games today, they don't design it well enough to where you can really do that. Yeah, they give you stuff. That, they give you, like, the tools to do the hacky stuff every once in a while. They're like, oh, yeah, we forgot about this class. Let's shoehorn something into the situation so that they feel unique still. Yeah. So that's mine. I, I like this top three. This is a really good. This is probably my favorite top three we've done. So. Yeah, <laughs> I think so too. This went really, really well. Well, y'all are. I, I think. I, I kind of feel like the rest of our list failed after your honorary mention of the password thing, though. I <laughs> seriously. Like that <laughs> you said that, and I was like, "How the fuck did we miss that?" Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody said uh, invisible walls. Uh, that was something I thought about, but like, I don't know. I, yeah, they're up there, but I don't know if they're up there as much as the other ones for me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely not. They're kind of annoying. It's like, they they had enough of a place to where it didn't, like, really mess up the gaming experience. Yeah, I think the thing is, a lot of games that had them actually did them in a way that wasn't completely offensive. Mm-hmm. There are some games that had really, really bad invisible walls, but most of them, for the most part, were at least like, okay, I can see why I'm not able to go over here. Yeah. All right, then. Ah, uh, um, you broke the silence. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Correct. <laughs> so next top three, are, so we're, gonna, we're going back to consoles, I guess? Yeah. Oh, Break it yeah. Up. Um. Oh God! I think next is PlayStation. You know what we sh- after the next one, what we might should try doing is things that is classic gaming tropes that no longer exist, but that you wish were still around. Hmm. We'll think. We'll, we'll decide if that's possible. But for in, yeah, in between, yeah. we'll do the next console, which is write it down, yeah, I guess and then we'll come back to it later. Yeah, I guess it's a uh, PlayStation is up. Unless you want to uh, go, unless you want to backtrack a little bit and do a handheld. I don't know if there are any handhelds that I could actually do a list for. Actually, I played a lot I of ga- the Game Boy ones. Yeah, I could do Game Boy. I could probably do Game Boy uh, Advance slash My Game Gear one would just be like all the Game Gear ports, <laughs> like Mortal Kombat, NBA Jam. Uh, you want to do Game Boy or PlayStation? PlayStation. Definitely PlayStation. Okay, I think PlayStation will be more fun anyways. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. I'd be down to do top five for this, but if you guys want to do top three... Yeah, I'd be down for top three. I think there's just too many titles. Do we want to, like, 
do, you know what we could do? We could try something if you guys want to do is like top three, but like we pick like, oh, I was going to say honorable mentions, but I guess that's kind of the same thing. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. No. <laughs> okay, so there it is. It's settled. Top five oh. PlayStation games. Woo! Pull it out my emails. You got nothing. You ready? No, we're not doing this. Oh, no. Classic Gaming Podcast. King Octavius retweeted one of your tweets. (laughs) Huh. Shocker. Robert? Uh, here. Oh, we just, look at this. Uh, just two hours ago, we got a new follower on Twitter. Nice. Shout Uh, out to so-and-so. 81 Mr. X. Hey! I know him. Oh, Blake knows him. Yeah. Sweet. Shout-outs to Mr. X. That's the emails. Cool. Nice. We did We did good. Yeah. Good, good emails. Thank God we reduced oh. them from last time. I was scared, man. We were getting so many. <laughs> um, and I guess we're on to top... Op, off top... Op, Somebody else want to try saying it for me? Off topic, off happy topic, endings. Off topic, happy endings. Thank you. Uh, don't you mean... Do 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 do. Oh my God! Right? <laughs> Am I right? No, 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 no. Off topic, happy ending. Robert, go. All right, Jay, you go first because you might have to leave. You have to go, actually, don't you? I do have to go, but I have nothing. All right. Well, off topic, happy ending. Um, Final Fantasy 15. That's about it. Right. I'm just really excited. All right, brother. I'm very excited for it. I, I haven't been this excited about a Final Fantasy in a very long time because I feel like they've kind of gone away from their the core essence of Final Fantasy, and I'm very excited to see how it is. Like, I'm actually planning to buy a system because of this game. Like, that's really? how... Yeah, I don't have any of the new systems. Damn. So, very is excited it, is for it. Gonna it. Be, is there going to be a PS3 version of it? I don't know, but I'm going to buy a PS4 anyways if I end up going that route just because I want to have a newer system. But, yeah, don't know. Don't know, don't care. Long hair. Sweet. Do you, do you need to get off? Do you need to run? Oh, I need to get off at all times of the day. No, keep talking. We're good. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Like you, good answer. You want to go or you want me to um, go? I mean, we could. I, I can talk about something. I just want to touch on Final Fantasy 15 a bit. The thing that does, I, that upsets me, it was supposed to be a side title at first, like I talked about earlier, and it just bothers me that they've spent so much time on it now that they're like, I, the only way that we're going to recoup our expenses is if we tell everybody that's a main Final Fantasy now. We've got to do it. That's just what it feels like. Branding, man. Marketing. Let's do it. That, yeah, I know. It's fucking branding. It's all it is. I'm scared, man. Like, cause you, we all, I mean, we all know that the, I'm sure the Final Fantasy series is not doing that hot right now. Like, oh, in terms well, I, I'm surprised to hear that 13 was doing as well as it did, but it was not right. doing well at all. They made what? Two sequels to it? Yeah, so I, I'm actually curious to play them, but me personally, but yeah. I'm I'm interested in what 15 is going to be like. I'm definitely going to pick it up. I just don't have very good hopes for it. It, it I don't know. It's I'll give happen. it a chance. Yeah, yeah. That's how I, I feel about it. Um, for my off-topic happy ending, uh, shout-outs to Hyrule Warriors, which I'm going to be playing tonight, hopefully. Uh, I've been watching a bunch of my friends play it for the last month now, probably, and the game looks like a ton of fun. It's pretty much a Dynasty Warriors game with a Zelda skin on it, and I'm perfectly okay with that. I somehow haven't even heard of this yet. 
That's really weird. Like, the things that they've added from Zelda are what make me think, hey, this actually looks pretty good. It's just l- lots of little touches that that add up to make it a kind of cool um, Zelda-looking experience. Do you do you play as Link? Um, that's one of the characters you can play, yeah. Have you ever played okay. Dynasty Warriors? Well, yeah, me? No, not you. Robert. Okay, okay. Uh, I have never played it myself. My roommate used to play it. Okay. Back in college. That's that's those are the ones where it's like you versus like a hundred guys, right? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Take them all. It's a lot of goofy fun. It's like not yeah. super serious gameplay or anything. So sure. It's just a good time. Cool. Yeah. Robert, good. Uh, all I got is that I beat Mass Effect 2. Nice, day. congratulations. Yeah. It's pretty That's good. Exciting. It was a good game. It's fun. It wasn't the best game ever made, like I've heard people say. It, it has a ton of problems. You played through Mass Effect 1 first, right? Yeah. Okay, what do you think of the two compared? You know, really, you know, Mass Effect 2 is generally hailed as being, like, where the series turned and got and became amazing. Um, I feel like, the, I really feel like the story in 1, I honestly feel, was a little bit stronger. Uh, mm. the, the combat was definitely improved in the second one. Okay. But in the first one... <clears throat> I felt like it was it, okay. Well, let's let's put it this way: the first one had a really good story, and it was another one of those where it's like you really feel like, especially with the dialogue and options and stuff, like you're influencing the story at the same time that you're also sort of uh, making your character be how he how you want him to be. The second one basically did the same thing, but a lot of the dialogue I feel like was a little bit more blatantly geared at, like, this is the good option, this is the bad option. And then also the story got kind of weak in parts where it basically forces you to do tons of side quests that don't really have anything to do with the main story. Okay, yeah. Um, It wasn't bad. I mean, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, It was a really good game. But I honestly think that I liked the first one a little bit better. I think the story was a lot stronger, or, or was a little bit stronger. Oh, yeah. Like, I thought, like, I don't know how much you guys... Have you played it, Blake? Yeah, I've played through one and two. Okay, so the second one, you you know, there's all that, like, once you kind of get into the game, then you have to go do, like, every All of the character side missions, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the character side quests. And it makes it, it makes it seem like you have an option as to whether you're going to do... As to whether you have to do those. Because, like, once you do one, it's like, okay, now this guy is more loyal to you and he's going to do better in combat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it's also, even when you're talking to him, they're like, can we do this? Is it all right? Like, can you help me out? And you have the option to say, yeah, we'll help you out or uh, I'll think about it. And so, like, I chose to do some and then there were others I wanted to do. And then, it like, you get to that point where it's like, oh, we get this thing. It's going to take a while to integrate it into the ship. So we'll, we'll let you know when we're ready. And it's like, okay, what am I supposed to be doing now? Oh, okay, I guess I have to do all these side quests. So, yeah, that kind of bothered me. But other, overall, was, I thought it was a really, really good game. That's what I got. Okay. Good job. Blake and we Nico. did it! 
Blake, did you do, was, was yours all about, was yours done? Um, yeah. <laughs> you. Time to go play some Hyrule Warriors. It's Friday night, bitches. Friday night! Twitch.tv slash Alcoholicus. Let's go! Yeah, check us out. Uh, Slackaholicus is on Twitch.tv slash Slackaholicus. That's the guy known as Blake Corey also. Hi. That's you like me. this, Robert? And Look at my camera. I can't see it. Why? I don't know. It's not showing your actual camera view. All no, I'm looking at is a picture of you and Lisa. Who's Lisa? <laughs> That's a shame. Um, follow us at Class Games Cast on Twitter. Uh, come visit the website, ClassicGamingPodcast.com. You can find all our episodes there if you're not getting them from iTunes. Uh, go to iTunes and leave us a review. But most importantly, send us emails at mail at ClassicGamingPodcast.com so we can have extra fun cool times. stuff to talk about. Fun and times. extra fun times, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm Yay, excited. fun times. My favorite. All right. As always, guys, it was a pleasure. See you guys in a couple weeks. As always, have a nice weekend, guys. I'll see you guys in two weeks. I hope you guys out there listening enjoyed it, all ten of you. All ten. Cool. Have a good night, guys. I'll see you next week. All right. Peace. Bye. Are we ending the episode on that? I'm trying to. Okay.